0: Welcome back to another Musicpreneur Movement episode where we help you gain clarity on how to achieve your artistic goals. This is your host, Eddie V, as always. Hope you had a great weekend and are ready to do amazing things this week. If you didn't get a chance to catch last week's episode on how to upgrade your skills, make sure you do that. We gave some really great tips that will help you moving forward. This week, we have an amazing guest. She used to be in the San Francisco Ballet, she used to be in Broadway, now she's a musician and singer and songwriter, she does really great things. But we'll be talking about how to set goals, how to have that vision for where you want to go, how to keep dreaming and find ways to actually get closer to those goals as you get older, how to find a mentor, just a lot of different things that I believe will help many of you who are, you know, it doesn't matter if it's you're in the beginning stages of your career or towards the end or the middle, it doesn't matter. I believe that you can learn a lot of things from this interview. So make sure you stick around till the end. She has a great story. So here we go. Here's my interview with Empress. And all right, today on the show, we have a native from South Lake Tahoe, California. She joins us from the San Francisco Ballet, where she was in 2004. Actually, not anymore. You'll see. We'll talk more about it. Uh, she was one of the youngest company members in history. She has worked with well-renowned choreographers and has danced all over the world, including France, Iceland, China, Denmark, England, you name it, she's been there. Shannon left the San Francisco Ballet in 2015 to join the original cast of the Tony award-winning Broadway show, An American in Paris. After that show closed in 2017, she took some time away from Broadway and ballet to focus on her music career as a singer-songwriter performing under the stage name Empress. She released her first single, Lovely I Am, on 2019 as a solo recording artist. She's currently working with a Grammy-nominated producer, Bart Shodell, on her first EP, which will be released later this year. Shannon is an accomplished composer on the piano and has written music for a short film called Free Fall, directed by Luke Willis, in 2012. She's also choreographed and starred in the short film Prima that premiered at the 2012 Turbeka Film Festival. She's also choreographed and performed in a short film American Overture by John Williams in 2012 that won first place at the International Film Festival in Poland. She's also a writer, blogger, so many things. She's also writing a book that she'll kind of be talking to us about. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, this girl can do it all. So...
1: Wow, super Who thankful is that? that she's
0: joining me. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, and Bruce, how you doing?
1: Thanks so much for having me, Eddie. Oh my god, I'm doing great. Who are we talking about? That, I mean, that sounded like a lot of things.
0: Super talented person. Did I do
1: that, geez. Oh my yeah. god, all right, it's really interesting. It was interesting much once... harder than it sounds, but <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course, it's really interesting hearing all your accomplishments being told by someone else you're like Man, oh yeah that's i'm really a, it sounds a lot cooler person. than
1: it was Jeez, okay yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are new to the empress world could you just tell us a little bit about yourself how you got started and then i mean even you know going from the san francisco ballet
1: yeah totally to oh yeah i
0: Composing, (laughs) writing, like, okay, just...
1: Okay, so it's all in one... Let me just clarify. This is all in, like, the arts creative world, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm trying to be, like, a professional soccer player or something. Like, that is not, (laughs) you know, in my wheelhouse. But in the arts world, I always knew I was, I was kind of attracted to the, not, not just the performing arts, but just in general, like music was like the centerpiece of everything that I did. It was the reason why I started dancing is because when I heard music, I was just like, I had to move to it. And, you know, but, but it's really cool that, through all of the things that I've done, I'm always coming back to music, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I danced for as long as I did was because I loved dancing to music. And it was funny, even like in ballet school, teachers would tell me to try something. I couldn't do it without the music. It was like, okay, I don't know why my body physically cannot get off the ground mm-hmm. in a jump until <laughs> the music comes. It's like mm-hmm. amazing. So music has always been the centerpiece of my my career. And coming from... The ballet that was a dream that I had when I was seven years old. It was really cool to be able to accomplish that. It made me definitely feel like invincible in my dreams because I was like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can do anything. So it was a very cool thing to be successful at a young age because ballet that whole world is it relies on your youth. <laughs> so, so you know, it is a younger sport. It's not like I would be able to do it in reverse order, like be a singer first and then go be a ballerina. This is, it was the right order. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, everything in my life now that I have perspective made makes sense. But at the time, it just felt like I was kind of blindly like falling forward, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like putting one foot in front of the other and just sort of A teacher would tell me, you need to audition for San Francisco Ballet's summer intensive. And my parents and I were like, okay, let's do it. And I showed up eating In-N-Out Burger with crazy, messy hair. And I see these girls with like slicked back buns and like matching (laughs) leotards with their purse and Uh looking super posh and getting their leg behind their head. I was such a stiff girl for like so long, like Mm -hmm. um, not the most flexible person I am now, but... Oh my God, it was not natural. Um, and so these girls would get their legs behind their head. And I ended up getting a full merit scholarship to their summer intensive and then invited yeah. for the year round program. And then Helgi Thomason and his wife Marlene loved me for some reason. And I got a contract at 16, which is like it was right after my 16th birthday. So mm crazy because in history there's only been a few dancers ever to be hired that young so for me to be able to to accomplish that at a young age made me feel like okay well what else could I dream up you know this is like a dream come true but like maybe now it's time for me to start dreaming as an adult not just like a little kid saying I want to be a ballerina oh shoot did you did I did you freeze I hope not still mm-hmm. says recording but just making sure did yeah. you freeze? <laughs> No,
0: just really still
1: and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're a really good listener <laughs> it's yeah 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god um but anyway so the the whole um that thing just led into led into so many other things but music has always been what i came back to to do obviously and it was the through line between my you know my whole life and now being empress empress for me was finally being in the driver's seat of my career for the first time as an artist because for so long I was dancing other people's choreography
0: Mm -hmm. wearing someone
1: else's costumes do singing someone else's lyrics you know on Broadway we're doing like I'm playing a character it's not me it's, Mm -hmm. it's the character and I really had this craving to actually like be the artist that creates and gets to perform and i love performing other people's works that wasn't why i I didn't not like it i just wanted this like sense of ownership over it and so i started realizing very quickly that people like to just put you in a box and um and label you you know if i was a ballerina Uh, going to Broadway I was this prima ballerina if I was from the Broadway world going back to the ballet which happened they called me a Broadway star and I was kind of like I'm neither one of those things I'm just me and I want to do both if I was acting I was actually the ballerina acting and if I was singing I was I was like the actress singing it was never like why can't I just be everything that I want to be in one place so in order to do that it felt like I had to kind of build my own empire, if you will, and and create a safe space for me to be the artist that I want to be. And in doing so, I realized I'd always, my entire career, waited for other people to give me the opportunities. And this was the first time that I had the power to do that myself. And mm-hmm. uh, And then Empress, the idea of Empress came. And that was when I realized, like, you know, it's important to build your own crown. Everyone has their own crown their own version of it and I decided to build my own crown crown myself which is really unique because you're always waiting for someone else to give you that promotion or to let you mm-hmm. have the part or you know let you go on stage and dance with you know so and so or act with so and so and so I for the first time felt like you know what if anyone's going to do it it's going to be me and I put the crown on my head and I felt like now it's time to build an empire where I can actually inspire other people to do the same thing that I'm doing and not to rule over someone else, but to actually inspire and empower people to feel that they are the ruler over their own life and the creator of their own happiness and that we have the power within ourselves to turn that finger that points outward back towards yourself and take ownership. So anyway, that's, that's Empress and that's the the mission behind empress and the the what the crown actually looks like so
0: that's it man that was that was deep yeah I mean, <laughs> it's like all right well thank you for it's coming for it
1: to be too deep that was Let's a not... good, uh, good
0: uh we'll have you back again uh no but <laughs> <End> i seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think that's really important because yeah i mean i i like for me i started with architecture so, I started playing drums when I was little. Then,
1: oh nice! My too. I love it.
0: Yeah. So my family was like, "Hey, uh, you should go to college, just uh, just in case, you know, there's something I'm like okay, right? Because my the backup my, plan. Yeah, yeah. Like my whole goal was my senior year. I told my dad, it's like I want to play drums, travel the world, and tell people about Jesus, and that's it. Like. That's my life.
1: Wow. And that's he's like, amazing. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, um college just says it back up. like that's cool. <laughs> okay. So I went to college. Most parents do that. I know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I remember my fresh freshman year, first semester. I didn't know what I wanted to do because I'm like, well, I already had my plan.
1: Yeah. I okay. In your head. It was your, yeah. your childhood goal and dream. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I did computer science my first semester because that's what my dad did okay
1: well that's smart yeah i was
0: like maybe i'll do it but i was super out of place like the teacher came in and the first day he's like hey yeah guys welcome to uh, greek 101 and so people are confused he's like oh no i meant geek 101 oh what this is day one yeah
1: are we in comedy so, class too?
0: <laughs> yeah. But like <laughs> everyone there was super into it. And like, wow. Like the people that I met would like spend their free time writing code. And there was someone that was creating some way to hack some algorithm. And I was like, well, okay. Oh my God. I'm not into yeah. that. And so, but yeah, I ended up doing architecture because I like drawing.
1: Okay. And nice. The artistic side in you, that right brain just keeps yeah, on like, coming in.
0: Yeah. And so I'm like, well,
1: yeah.
0: I all these years later, coming back to music. um, And so kind of, I didn't do ballet, but I feel like there are a lot of people who had this yes. mentality, like, hey, music totally. is my thing. Somehow, I mean, with you, like, it was actual things that you wanted to do. And same thing with other people as well. You know, as you're speaking, mentioning how... You had Broadway people calling you ballerina, ballerinas calling you Broadway stars. Like, what was that like in your head? Like, how did you overcome those thoughts?
1: Well, the the thing that I wanted to say too is the um, the parents that think they're supporting their child by telling them to not believe in their dreams is always hard because, yes, they're looking out for them. and And I will never tell someone to just do ballet, do music, be a whatever. If, if you're not really talented and like you also have the, the willpower to get through all the tough days, which there's more tough days than there's not. And in general, the performing arts world, they want to make things so perfect that they don't focus on the good. They're like, oh, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. And you, you're just always focused on making things perfect, which there's no such thing as perfection. So if you can get through that, like and have the thick skin to get through it, Awesome. Not everyone is capable of doing that. And specifically for ballet and acting, you have to have the right look. And if, you know, and you don't know what these kids are going to look like after puberty, like these poor girls and guys that like join the ballet school really young, super, super, super talented, can do everything. And then they go through puberty and their body changes and it has nothing to do with their talent. It's just Mm. that they don't look the part anymore. So there's all of these things. There's politics and everything, I get it. But there's a lot of politics in the performing arts world that, you know, it's, it's, and you're young usually. So you're kind of green and ready to you know you think that it's a certain way and then you find out that there's just politics that have nothing Mm -hmm. to do with you so with all that aside there is this one girl from my hometown there's very few dancers that have ever come out of South Lake Tahoe California I am the only one that has ever actually really made it really what it comes down to is like I was trying to support this one little girl who was super talented she was way more talented than I ever was and I was really trying to get her parents to kind of try and let her come to San Francisco to see the company to audition for the school and I was going to support her and mentor her and I remember getting in an argument with them because they were like well you know, she needs to get a real job. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing? Like, I was like 17 at the time. And I remember having to tell them how much I was making for a living, and which was more than both of their salaries combined, because I was living my dream and I was telling them that this is possible for your daughter. And if you send her to college for a dancer, those are your best dancing years. So you're going to miss out on your whole career. I mean, a lot of the girls, they they get hired at 18 and they're done dancing at 20. 324 I mean like that's just the reality is because it's a physical art form so so for people to think that going to college specifically for ballet is going to help them get into a ballet company that's not true at all like never was that's not a thing you don't need a degree to get in the ballet you need to just be good enough and so so I remember just thinking like oh these parents are getting in the way of this poor girl's dreams and she could make it and then you know she ends up like flash forward now she's a stripper in vegas she's still gonna do what she wanted to do she went to college for her parents as a drug addict and now is a stripper you know it's like so that how does that help the parents are trying to help so anyway that's that is maybe a little you could you should just chop out that <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like so extreme
1: it's so extreme, but actually yeah. it's, it's happened over and over again Like, I Lots know, of
0: ballet wannabes Turning into strippers Oof,
1: Yes, it's unbelievable and really? Because their parents will not let them go Pursue their passion, their dream At a young age, they they get bitter bedded And they go off and they do what they wanted to do All, all along It's just not probably What they, you know, originally Started out <laughs> thinking about doing. You really need to just <laughs> chop out that whole story <laughs> Edit, delete, boom. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So believing in your dreams is important, but you also need to have a family that supports it. And for you to go off and just be a drummer, unless you were like the best drummer in your class, is probably the right thing that your parents did to be like, you actually need to just have uh, a backbone that you can rely on that can keep you standing in the times that, what you know, like global pandemics when the performing arts world is shut down and you know yes i get that you need to be realistic but yeah. pursuing your dreams is like all i've ever done and I, I think i can 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 safely say that that was the best thing for me mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. it would have been the best thing for some other people
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so delete just <laughs> <laughs> so what okay um going back to um we talking about
1: i don't know <laughs> this is the worst i'm the so I'm we the were worst.
0: saying we were talking about oh some mentality like what whenever people called you that did well did anyone call you that like mm-hmm. whenever you're in ballet oh, like, and yeah. they were like oh the broadway oh, yeah. girl like and what did you think of that like was it hurtful did you just kind of did you know that was going to happen so you just brushed well, it off
1: it's frustrating for anyone to be put into a box right like mm-hmm. we we want to have freedom and so to be put in a you could call it a box it's a cage of whatever just it's it's always frustrating when you when you know that you're bigger than that mm-hmm. and you you feel like you have to compart compartmentalize your talents it, it definitely very frustrating i've been called so many things but um They're they're never meant to be bad things. It's just that when someone puts me in a box, I want to blow the box up. It's just a natural reaction for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, great, so I can't be anything else to you. So how am I going to grow? You Mm -hmm. know, and so I I think. Especially as an artist, I like to grow and expand and push myself. And you can't do that when you're in a box. And so I I think for me, like auditioning on Broadway, I was always called in for the same roles, the dancing ballerina, and I'd show up and all the girls would look exactly like me and, you know, and you'd still not get the part. For some reason, because you don't, you're not <laughs> the look the part or something, but you show up and everyone's brunette, five four, blue eyes, you know, yeah. same weight, same background. You're like, we can all sing and do ballet. It's really funny. So yeah. it's um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. And when I when I was in the ballet, I was never right for anything. It was like they always had these excuses, like you're the actress, but then they wouldn't give me the acting roles, mm. and then I would, you know, it's just oh, it's just always like that. So being able to actually put the um the ownership back in your court and build your own empire to be able to actually be the expandable version of yourself then I think that that's Mm. the only way that I felt like I could find freedom yeah if that makes sense
0: no that yeah that's good um so were your parents into music or ballet like how did you Get into no, the whole world. And
1: that's the thing. My dad always wanted to be he's a drummer. So he he loves drumming. And I grew up with beats and stuff, but that's not, in my opinion, that's like that's not why I became a, a singer songwriter. You know, he would listen to like, you know, Led Zeppelin and stuff, which is, you know, awesome music, but it's not like classical music. So mm-hmm. I don't know where I got that that little um, you know, strand in my DNA. But uh yeah, there's no one that I ever do uh, in family, in my community that had done what I've ever done. So I don't know how I knew at such a young age. I think that's when you just kind of go, the stars definitely aligned and there's already this built-in path for me to kind of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, God definitely knew what he was doing. That's all I have to say, Mm -hmm. because I didn't. And there was no one around me telling me um, and coaching me on what to do and showing me how, it would be I just had this idea in my mind at seven I wanted to be three things, very concise list of things to do in my life was ballerina, actress, and singer in that order, very specific. And and I just knew and I don't know how. That's that's definitely up to the guy that's, upstairs.
0: That's really yeah, I mean that's really focused like next. Yeah. Check. I
1: mean, and to be able to the first day on Broadway, I remember they they had this meeting where um where they called uh, the PR team and they wanted us to start reframing the way that we think about ourselves. And it was kind of interesting. They said, you're not ballerinas on Broadway, you're actresses and actors on Broadway. And we were like, like, I just remember thinking, Oh my God, that I'm, the second thing on my list, like I'm doing it. This is amazing, you know? <laughs> it's like it was so cool. Yeah. And the first time I was ever called a singer, I was just like, "Oh my gosh. Yes." Like my 7-year-old <laughs> self is like so excited right now. It's like check. And you could just see like little little me just like check, you know, yeah. I was so proud, yeah. so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so So that was pretty cool, but I have no idea where I got that from.
0: No, I mean, that's really cool. It's cool to see. I mean, kind of like you were saying earlier, like you're a product of following your dreams your goals your passions and yeah. like you're like the poster girl like hey this things. is what can happen you know
1: yeah and also i think as as i got older or as i get older is that you you realize that you have to continue dreaming because there were days in every career that i've i've you know dabbled in where i go you know I left it at, I want to be a ballerina. I didn't specify. Mm. And then I'd specify, be like, I want to be in San Francisco ballet. And then I'd get in San Francisco ballet and I'd be like, oh, I have to keep dreaming. Like you kind of have to continuously Mm. ask yourself, am I dreaming big enough? Because you learn more about what you're doing the closer you get to it. So you can kind of refine what that target looks like and what Mm. that goal actually means with your new understanding of like what you've already been through cuz the you know there's it just things get closer you know or when when you get closer to that that dream things get more detailed and you can mm-hmm. kind of start refining your dreams but if you keep it really vague you will get vague and then you'll be really miserable i mean there were a couple times in the ballet where i was like i just wanted to be a ballerina i didn't realize i was going to come with like bloody toes injuries politics with casting Mm. you know like just being thrown on stage not being thanked like there were so many um hard times that i didn't even i would never it would have never occurred to me when i was seven dreaming about that so Mm. kind of understanding but when i started getting very specific in my dreams and goals and like going after them because you have to be willing to do what it takes to actually achieve those dreams Mm. then you know but if if you don't know you won't you won't get it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, yeah, most people would say, I want to be a ballerina. But to right. get even more specific, and that helps you mm-hmm. also, yeah, focus, but also kind of like you are saying earlier, you didn't want to be, oh, I'm just a ballerina. Like, I made it. Like, you were right. so specific. And that helped you kind of yeah.
1: move through the Well, yeah, because the then of- also when you get – when you Ooh. achieve – like the little goals along the way it kind of it makes sure it's like the little breadcrumbs or something you know you're like you're like getting those little breadcrumbs from Hansel and Gretel you know that are like you're like I'm getting closer to this you know goal this main goal the you know whatever it is that was a weird <laughs> that was good cuz i mean
0: you're like hey i'm getting some chocolate hey. later on yeah right hey,
1: i get a whole house of candy it's good yeah awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so then okay that's I mean that's already been really cool just seeing like your process and all those things um yeah. so what was it like because I mean before ballet did you do any acting or how did you transition into acting
1: no I didn't do any acting there was uh was pretty um um like easy going in the ballet where oh actually you know what, how I got into acting this is so ironic I got hired at 16, and I had not gone through the change yet, the female (laughs) change that everyone goes through. And so they hired me as a little girl, and I turned into a woman, and they didn't want the woman, they wanted the little girl that they hired. And so my body changed, and it was already, as we all know, thanks to Black Swan and any other ballet video, there's lots of eating disorders in the ballet. I never had one. I'm very grateful for that had a best friend whose mother was going through cancer and um she changed her diet by the way 10 years later she's completely cancer free she went raw she went like completely raw foods okay. eating organic foods we you know changed her whole life and um and he lost so much weight so my friend Luke like was he was, you could see every muscle and vein and stuff and I was fat and he was like, you need to try this diet because this is, you know, it was amazing. I was like, sold to the fat girl in the back of ballet, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, yes. But meanwhile, while I was still kind of chubby and when I say fat,
0: you mean like one pound overweight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's really that's it's for it's very champagne problems because mm. if if I went to a nutritionist, they'd be like, But you're actually at the normal weight. And I'm like, That's why I'm getting fired. Like this is not mm. I literally got fired for, for not fitting in with the other girls, which really was um really tough. I was like eighteen going through this. But meanwhile, the fat girl always gets all the acting roles. So all of a sudden, they start making me the queen, the, um, <laughs> the queen. you know, the <laughs> empress, like, ironically, right? I mean, it's so funny. I became all these acting roles because they couldn't put me in a tutu. I didn't mm-hmm. look good with all the other girls that have mm-hmm. eating disorders that were all very retired now. But um mm-hmm. the... The fact that, like in during that transition, I started doing more of those roles, and when you do more of those roles, they're like, "Oh, she's really good at that!" Like I would be the prostitute in, you know, Romeo and Juliet, and like yeah, these fun, you get some really great roles, yeah. Really yeah, fun, yeah, super fun characters. And yeah. so you know, like that just kind of exercised my acting skills. And the more you do something, the better you get. That's just the nature of mm-hmm. of practice. And so, um, so I started getting better and better and better at acting. So I started getting more roles. And then it just so happened that there was this one particular role that um, required a lot of acting, but also singing, which is super random in the ballet. I mean, it's a visual art form. No one ever sings. And I was asked to sing um, in West Side Story Suite as Anita um, and do the, you know, the big number was America. And I got to do opening night, which is crazy because I'd never sung before in my life. My parents Mm -hmm. did not tell a soul until I got... A standing ovation that they're my parents and it was really we'll see that was, how this goes what, yeah. yeah they're like we will we can escape if she's horrible yeah. and no we'll one will ever know
0: yeah
1: yeah exactly so <laughs> they they couldn't even it was sold out like they could barely get seats together and they were mm-hmm. on opposite sides of the theater and they're like be quiet you know about that so anyway <laughs> the um it went really well And then all of a sudden I was known as this like Broadway potential. And like six years later, the guy who cast the show, um, not cast, directed and choreographed uh, An American in Paris on Broadway, turns out he was at that performance that night, remembered that I could sing, was looking for ballerinas and dancers and singers or ballerinas who could sing and cast me kind of like at a coffee shop like it was that's not a normal way to get cast for a broadway show it's like god i hope i get it but like i was just at a coffee shop and i actually turned him down i said well maybe i'm not sure if i'm ready to leave the ballot like i was ready to leave the ballot i just wanted to um but anyway the the point is is that my acting came from this really dark place that actually was made better i lost all this weight i had like a very long career Like 11 years in the ballet world is a very long time to be totally healthy, to recover quicker from injuries, to feel really good about myself. I don't fluctuate in weight even after I've left the ballet. I still stay really healthy because I never had an eating disorder to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for that. But while all of that stuff was happening that I didn't think was a good thing, I became a really good actress. Yeah. And then you take it to Broadway and you have words you can actually express yourself instead of being like a mime. You're like actually able to express yourself with words, which is so mm-hmm. much easier. Yeah. Um and and so that's really cool and then I kind of keep that storytelling kind of thing going in my music and so I always make sure that there's like a A a acting kind of component, not necessarily that I'm like, what was me or whatever, (laughs) but um, like super dramatic, but I'd make sure that there's a story in my songs. Like, you know, country does that very well. I don't do it as well as country music, but but I definitely kind of try and have a story theme.
0: Yeah. wow, that's really cool how you, you know, like you're saying, you turned it from something negative, like, hey, I'm not, I don't look like these people, they're kicking me out. And thankfully, like, you know, you didn't go into that, you know, Thank and God. you were shown another way, like, hey, you did good. Now it's time to take you somewhere else. Yeah. So that's really cool. Transitioning from that into music, like, how did you
1: make that transition? Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, why didn't you continue acting or?
1: Yeah. That was, it was so interesting because I was a closeted singer songwriter. So I'd been composing for a long time. I think I started when I was four. First song that I ever wrote, and it's, I still remember it. It's really pretty. And like that just sort of was always the through line. Music was always a through line, but I didn't have my voice yet. And so until I was about 19, I had never sung ever. And so not even happy birthday to my family. Like there was no singing <laughs> in my life. You're just and in the so, bag, like. I, seriously I yeah, i'm just like <laughs> mm-hmm, you know you know the song i don't need to t-
0: <laughs> i gave you a card um
1: right right because i yeah. read the card um <laughs> so i just blow out your candles um but the the fact that like i found my voice then i started putting lyrics to my songs figuring out how to play the piano and sing at the time which is always really a fun little you know like exercise for your coordination. Yeah. Um and it's <laughs> Did you know it how to play? Really like cool. how'd you learn how to play? Well I played growing up. My mom found this amazing teacher. She was like Mary Poppins of of piano teaching. And she oh Pam, Pam Grant. She was such an amazing teacher to me. And she um until I was 14, so I was like from maybe eight or nine to 14 I took lessons with her and she mentored me in my songwriting she gave me all of the music theory kind of um that I needed to be able to compose and like so I know how to read and write and do all that fun stuff now it's all digital so it's like yeah you know much easier but um but she was really really helpful for me and then once I left I had all the the I had like kind of the groundwork to be able to kind of just Makeup stuff, and that was interesting because instead of learning other people's music, because I hate sight reading to be honest, and I love making up my own songs, (laughs) I just really used that as like a time for me to just instead of practicing the piano of someone else's thing, I would just make something up. And so I was always composing. No one really knew this. A couple people in the ballet school knew it, but when I got into the company, I was just like top secret. I would hide away in the basement of the opera house and find an extra piano in the rehearsal room for the orchestra, and just like in my tutu, yeah. whatever, <laughs> just like just like playing dun
0: dun the piano. dun dun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: dun, dun 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and then once I found my voice, I started actually like putting music to it. But I was totally closeted. No one knew. I never played it for anyone. Every once in a while, someone would hear it and they'd be like, uh, oh, WTF, like, why aren't you doing this all the time? And I'd be like, it's just for me. No one will ever understand lyrics. They, <laughs> no one gets is, me. No one gets me. <laughs> this is like totally <laughs> emo artist. And so then in Paris, we, um, when I joined the show American in Paris, they opened it in Paris, which was... Great marketing Um Americans <laughs> <Yeah>. in Paris. <laughs> Genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were in Paris for three months and I didn't have a piano. And that was usually my, my like therapeutic time at the end of a day to like blow off steam or to like recharge. I would just play the piano and I'd sing my songs and I just felt really good about it. And I didn't have that. And it was like going on two and a half months or something. And we were at this gorgeous house um, in Paris one evening and and there was this piano and I remember kind of just asking the host if I was allowed to play it I'm like can I play it and I didn't care anymore about like sharing or not sharing I was just like dying on the inside in
0: the closet though
1: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) do you think that grand piano might fit in your tiny hall closet please so he he goes of course of course i was like don't tell anyone I'm just gonna play and then i'll you know rejoin the party in a bit and he goes ding 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 hey everyone we have a <laughs> concert and i was like oh no <laughs> yeah, but at you this didn't point, understand
0: think, my french
1: i was like was... pardon my french <laughs> <Yeah>. but no <laughs> so that was my first time singing in front of human beings like you know besides in that big giant um 3500 seat you know, opera house for Mm -hmm. West Side Story, I'd never sung my own stuff in front of people. Mm -hmm. Closed my eyes really tight, imagined that they were not there, Mm -hmm. and sang a song, and then I opened my eyes like, you know, I was so (laughs) nervous. So I was like, the worst part is the reactions that you get when somebody doesn't like something. Mm And you just, as an artist, you're just so sensitive. You're like, this is me practically like naked pouring my heart out. And mm. now I have to like be here for your criticism. And like, that's not why I wanted to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I open my eyes like really slowly and I look around the room because these people can actually sing. One of them is like an opera singer. Like, these are real singers. So. I was more apologetic than anything. I was like, I'm so sorry <laughs> for hurting your ears. But I opened my eyes and they were all crying and they actually understood my song and they felt it. And And that was the first powerful moment for me as a singer to be like, oh, my goodness. the this, yeah, they you got made it. people cry. Yeah, like that takes a lot. I've been an artist for a long time. <laughs> they don't cry. So it was really, really special. And I was very much encouraged by that group to continue doing that. Every time we were at a place with the piano, they'd be like, Shannon, you know, play. Oh, sh- I just said my name, but that's okay. Empress, play. <laughs> and the, um, you know, it's <laughs> delete. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, the it was really special. So that was kind of like the beginning of my singing singing career and it was um it just keeps evolving it's amazing the the music industry i started like a seven-year-old child kind of thinking like i want to be a singer and then Mm -hmm. now it's it's much clearer and the yeah you know there's just more going on it's really cool it's complex but very simple and beautiful very excited
0: yeah and it's good that you saw the tears as something good not like, oh, my gosh, they're crying. I'm that bad. <laughs>
1: like I've been four. a performing artist long yeah. enough. if somebody's <laughs> crying, it's not it's not usually because they're annoyed. They can just get up and leave the room. Put <laughs> an earplugs. Yeah. Oh, or, or and you can also t- always tell when somebody's faking it. Like, oh, that was so good.
0: Like that, yeah. You're like,
1: no, I get it. I suck. Sorry.
0: What was your favorite part? Uh, like the end? The like, end was really nice. Like,
1: oh, you like the ending? And they're like, no, no, no. Like when you stopped. <laughs> yeah.
0: When your fingers lifted, I was like, whoa. Yeah.
1: When it was silent <laughs> again, that was my favorite part.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, what, so you were in Paris at this time. Yes. So whenever it was over, what made you... What happened? Yeah, like what made you want to... Turn to music Persuid. instead of another, yeah, another like mm. Broadway show, yeah,
1: I uh tried a couple more shows on Broadway, and I just wasn't having the experience that i I, I feel like I outgrew it pretty fast, and that's not saying anything but poorly about Broadway, it was just that mm. I really, really wanted to mm-hmm. be an artist that was actually creating my own art mm-hmm. instead of always doing something else. And I just, I felt like, or doing someone else's art. And mm-hmm. I just really wanted to be the painter, the canvas, the paint, you know, and and actually like have a wall to put it on and mm-hmm. to put my art on. And so I, I just, it was a pretty natural progression because I had overlapped because in Broadway, we have a little bit more time in our schedules to like actually do things. Like once you actually have the show set, you have eight shows a week, but you know, when you're not performing, you don't really have to be working on that show. So, Mm -hmm. so I had a lot more time than I'd ever had as an artist. And so I started really putting time into writing music you know, starting to learn recording stuff. And then I found a music attorney who um, a friend of a friend who introduced me to a songwriting um, uh, coach. And I thought I just needed coaching and she disagreed. And she's like, "No, let's just write some songs together and see how we mesh. And I have learned so much from this woman. She is genius. Alexandra Forbes is like, she is such an incredible woman. Like that's the 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 very vague version of her, but she's so smart. She went to Stanford for uh, creative writing. She's an insane wordsmith. We're doing so many projects together. I love working with her and has taught me kind of everything I know, even though I learned by working with her instead of like by being coached. Mm-hmm. So really grateful for that because has changed the way that I approach songwriting when I'm doing it by myself. Now I have all these tools that she's given me For knowing how to do that in a different way so I'm really grateful um for her and and uh and then from from that we recorded and produced all these songs in New York and this is all overlapping with my Broadway stuff so kind of like leaving the Broadway world it just made it easier for me to kind of start being like oh I've just got these other things going on Mm -hmm. so um so it wasn't so like God, I hope I get it, or, you know, I yeah. don't want it. It was, it was more of a natural transition for me anyway. And so it was super, you know, it was an awesome way to, to, to kind of transition. I love Broadway and I hope to, to be back at some point. It's also just one of those places that's so impressive because you do eight shows a week indefinitely and you have to actually physically do the show and, and be consistent and, and actually like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's very impressive to me. The ballet is still the very top of the food chain. If you can do the ballet, you can literally do anything, but Broadway is, is also a different kind of challenge. It's like running a long distance marathon rather Mm -hmm. than sprints. Like ballet is more like sprints. Like you have Mm -hmm. one show and it's stressful and then it's done. And then you move on to the next one. But this one was just like, you can't see the end, (laughs) you know? And so you just keep going and eight shows a week. is crazy. And, um, and difficult in its own way. Um, but anyway, so the, that transition was just very seamless. Mm-hmm. And then I met Bart, uh, Schaudel, and that was, that was, everything has been happening in the right order. Like you have to put in the time and the energy, make sure that people know that you're actually like going to willing to do the work. I have mm-hmm. a good track record for that, but like still you have to prove yourself mm-hmm. every time. And then once, um, I played a, a some of my new music for a friend. And she goes, stop. Everything that you're doing needs to stop. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> what, why?
0: That wasn't done yet. Goes,
1: yeah, I was like, "Um, no, what, what does that mean? And she goes, everything's a waste of time unless you're working with this guy. And she introduced me to him. And then it was like, oh yeah, this is totally the person I need to be working mm-hmm. with. I'm like fighting over his time with like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Mm-hmm. billy eilish lady gaga katy perry all the people that i yeah, want for those be, who don't know got... those are
0: other artists just in case you haven't heard of them
1: <laughs> yeah just in case you haven't heard of them beyonce uh yeah so he's his grammy nominations stem from his work with Justin bieber and beyonce which is like i mean heard of them so anyway yeah he's amazing such an amazing gentleman towards women which is why I all the women in pop work with him and he's, he's like the guy that protects you in, in awkward environments. And, mm. you know, just, he's, he's just amazing. So yeah. I really enjoy working with him and he opens up all kinds of doors for me as well, which is really cool. So I'm just building the team.
0: Yeah, no, that's really and great. Growing. Yeah. So as you're starting out your transition from, broadway into music like what were some of the challenges that you faced going into it
1: yeah all kinds of things i mean and i have a i know it doesn't seem like it because i've sounded like such a bitter betty in certain situations today but i i really have this thing where and my my parents call it the um loser's amnesia where i don't i i kind of forget the bad things Mm. that happen and and um and that's, I think, a blessing because I don't know if I could have been a ballerina as long as I was if I had remembered all mm-hmm. the tough days. Um, so so with, with music, like, there's so many things that are difficult in this industry. One is it's just murky waters. Like in the ballet, you can see it clear as day. If you're good enough to be a ballerina, you can be a ballerina. But you, if, if you're not good, you don't make it. I mean, that's just kind of right. the very day and night. And in the Broadway world, they have the pick of the litter to cast from. So when they cast you, you are the perfect person for that role. And you don't really like have. there's no like girls waiting in the wings to like stab you in the back to get your part. It's like it's your part and it, it becomes mm. like a, a very um, cool place to work because everyone's very confident. And you're not trying to like steal someone's role or something. And, and, and so there's no politics with that kind of stuff. So when you get the role, which is hard to do because there's like a million people that go for these for like one role, when you actually get hired, you're very confident in that. And, and it's, it's a really cool place. And in the music industry, you can fake everything. So it's just a very murky world. You can't fake being talented, like ever. People that are talented will always know what talented talented artists are and so Mm -hmm. you will cream always rises to the top as Vanessa um Carlton said to my my friend and I she she was like cream always rises to the top so like no matter which way you slice it, you will get recognized at some point you just kind of got to cut through a lot of bs to get there Mm -hmm. and and there's a lot of people that will take advantage of you as a new artist and so kind of I have my husband's an, an attorney, so he looks out for me and I'm super grateful for that. And I've kind of learned how to not become a bitter Betty, but just to protect myself mm-hmm. from, from getting taken advantage of. But it still almost happens all the time. Like mm-hmm. Now I have a good team around me that can kind of vet people out a little bit easier but when you're new in the industry it's just like so many people want to charge you for like oh if you want to get a million play you know playlist plays or whatever just mm-hmm. pay me all this money that you will never see back mm-hmm. and like and just you know and then also like little things that you just have to figure out and all all in good time like isrc codes and how to embed them into you know like the how to get paid for your music and because really you just want to be the creator but you kind of have to before you get the team to help you with all of that, you have to do it all on your own. So it mm-hmm. gives you a whole um, appreciation for all of the layers of what it takes to become successful in this mm-hmm. industry and not get taken advantage of. And and I have a huge appreciation for PR, you know, um, managers, everyone that does things behind a big star like, say, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. They earn their keep. That's... <laughs> Yeah. that's all I have
0: to say first I thought you're pointing at you you're like behind uh behind
1: dick.
0: me <laughs> you can't see them oh no right behind no wall.
1: I try and stay humble you're not helping but... <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> so yeah
0: I mean that's a really great point most people forget about all those things like the business side and yeah. PR and marketing all these things you have to know the business um yeah. the law and It's just like, hey, I just want my music to be heard, which is good. But we're
1: all—we just want music to be heard, and and, but there's so much more that goes into it, and and I appreciate everything uh, that and everyone that makes music actually like uh, listen, so that we can actually listen to music. Just. That was the worst sentence. I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like
0: the radio station. Who is it? who? Are you
1: talking about? Yeah. No. 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 It's just to. Act, I was trying to say to be able to listen to to music. There's so much that goes into mm-hmm. it. Like even just writing a song, yeah. mm-hmm. um, to the birth of it. Like when you finally release the song to the world, it's like mm-hmm. it's years. I yeah. had no idea getting into the music industry that like writing a song, recording it, re-recording it, trying new things out, then sitting on it for a minute. And then getting a remix done and then finally releasing it but then you have to get everything ready for the release the album mm-hmm. cover the promotion the make sure everything's on your ASCAP and your you know distribution channels are all mm. set up and in line. i mean there's so much that yeah. goes into just releasing a song and all of the people that go into the making of that that's, I'm grateful for them because we mm-hmm. can actually listen to music, you know, and, and very easily nowadays. Yeah. Spotify and it takes a,
0: it takes a big know. team and I don't yeah. know, I've never really liked the self-made term. Like, I don't think yeah. anyone is self-made. Like, or like everything... a star
1: is born. You're like, okay, no, that is not <laughs> no, an I'm... actual thing. You yeah, just cause... recognize that they're a star Yeah, and that's fine, but they're not, it's not a new thing.
0: Yeah, and so I—I I mean, yeah, it takes—takes it takes a whole team. They all have to work together. You have to, you know, there's yeah. even like just doing like a Zoom call. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't create the software like other people did, and we just yeah. get to use it. And so that's really right. cool that you—you you see that as a team. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested in this—the song that you wrote and that you played in Paris. Yes. Has that song been released, or is that still no. in the closet?
1: Yeah. It's still in the closet. I've had that song for like 10 years and I've recorded it a few times and it's just not right. And once it's out in the world, it's not my baby anymore. It's like the world to like judge. And, and you want to make sure that it's the, it's, you're giving it your own, your, your, your best, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think that it's at a place where I want to release it because I don't think it's the best version of itself Mm -hmm. yet. I don't think it's like had the right touches and and there's something missing always and so it's just it doesn't feel like it's the right time to release yeah. but i have played it live a few times and i get cry i get tears every time it's a waterworks kind of song it's a wow. really good one and i can't wait to like finally have the right version of it i feel like it needs like a string or orchestra or something mm-hmm. you know I <laughs> <There's, laughs> don't have the budget for that quite yet so <laughs> That just is, hire yeah. like the san francisco ballet opera house you yeah, know yeah, just... like, listen
0: guys we're homies <laughs> you, we go way back
1: right um, exactly
0: so what are just certain things that you've done that you wish you could have done a little differently
1: yeah one of i like okay i'm just i'm trying to think because it's all i'm assembling all of the things mm-hmm. like for my broadway ballet music everything um the one the one thing that i I mean the career that I've been in the longest was the ballet so I have a lot more perspective there and there were so many things that I took so personally and I wish that I didn't because there were so many other elements that go into casting or you know um getting a show to sell out or something they need someone else I, all these things that I just took so personally and it just really mm. slows you down um instead of just kind of like pushing forward and just being like it's fine you know kind of like thick skin but letting it roll off and not letting it like kind of weigh on you I just I think that there were so many times where where I kind of let things bother me more than I should have and then second one is communication I was always afraid to stand up for myself I was always afraid to kind of and, and this is in all of my careers um to ask for help and once I asked for help, it was always there and people were so willing to help me. I just had to ask for it. And so kind of remembering that people naturally want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few bad seeds in the world, of course, but generally speaking, people want to share their their knowledge with with other people. They want to pass the torch. They want to, you know, I'd walk up to my favorite ballerina who was, you know, scary to me at the time and I'd say okay I you know I have the similar injury that you had and I was wondering if you could help me recover from it and then it turned into this incredible lifelong friendship and she mentors me on a daily basis on you know she was the first one to say you should go to Broadway and you know if, if I were you I would take this opportunity you know and, and it was like you know just really cool to be able to ask for help and then receive it as well and I've experienced that on Broadway as well. At first I was afraid to to ask for help and then once I did everyone always helped me. So it was really cool. Um and then in music industry definitely need help. Like you just have to put your ego aside and just you know like ask people for opinions and help and guidance and people will give it to you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. That's that's something yeah. that I think that it was a learning curve. It still is cuz it's hard to set your ego aside and ask for help. But once you do, you will, you know, most of the time be rewarded. Every once in a while you get a jerk, but that doesn't, that's rare, Yeah, (laughs) you know? And they'll still be a jerk tomorrow, so.
0: Exactly. When you're not. (laughs) And what are some things you enjoy, you know, about the things you're doing now?
1: Oh, well, the freedom. The freedom is like the best part for me is to actually have freedom to be able to do what I want to do it takes more responsibility. So it is, it's, it can be a double-edged sword, but it's so amazing to just have freedom to do what I want to do as an artist and to create what I want to do. That was always my goal in, and it still is to be able to create and have zero limitations. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, I'm not quite at the zero limitations part because financially it's still just, you know, I have these crazy dreams and I'm like, Oh, let's just do this big thing. And everyone's Mm -hmm. just like, where are you, how are you going to, your orchestra
0: in the back yeah
1: yeah exactly like why can't we just all just be artists and just do it yeah (laughs) um and and i have a feeling i'll be able to do that at some point but you kind of have to build up to it and so i have you know but i'm so grateful to be able to do that to be able to just create my own work is really that's that's been the most fulfilling thing that i've ever done
0: Mm. yeah no that's good and what are certain things that you're working on you know for like what are your goals for the next 12 to 24 months anything yeah. else anything so, exciting
1: yeah lots of exciting things actually first is the um the album my first album will be coming out first ep will be out in a couple months or so like we mm-hmm. have a bunch of things that we're going to be releasing until then but super excited because it's just i told you how long it takes to just get even an ep out there that you're really proud of i've written and record so recorded so many songs and we're not using a lot of them we just mm-hmm. use the best of and and um and the things that work with my my like branding and stuff so so right now i'm working on releasing um, a bunch a series of music videos and songs and remixes and an EP and then um, in the fall we'll release the album which I'm really excited about and then um, and I'm also writing a book which is really fun and very very satisfying as well with my songwriting partner in New York and so we've been during COVID writing a book it's super fun it's nice. a it's a oh, wait did you freeze <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, good. I can still hear you. <laughs> You're the best listener ever. I know, Eddie.
0: <laughs> I'm great. So the book, what uh, you really are. How much can you tell me?
1: Okay, well, so like a... a little. Um <laughs> because I don't I just really don't want this idea to be stolen. But essentially okay. we have all of this music that we've recorded over the years, and I was trying to find a way to put that together and make something out of it and we ended up or I ended up coming up with this idea I can't tell you the storyline but we're gonna have I can the one thing I can tell you is we're gonna have an album that goes along with this book and each chapter it has a song that goes along with it and it helps narrate the the story which is really cool and it's gonna be a, a young not a young adult a middle grade uh fantasy novel would be really fun so
0: Middle grade but, but very novel.
1: musical, you know. The music ties are are strong, and it's a really fun story. I can't tell you very much <laughs> about it, but it's so good. So excited! I think I told you a lot more than I probably should have. The music element, but um, but yeah. When
0: is when fun. is this being released?
1: Ooh, well, I don't know, but I think it's a. It, it takes a minute. We're good at editing as we go with our with our book. We're um about halfway through writing it Mm -hmm. and it's only been a few months of writing it we write like a few times a week for a few hours and just you know go until our brains get fried and then basically we're kind of expecting this to be in the next year maybe two because apparently it takes forever for publishers to Mm -hmm. like go through the whole process so I'm not really sure when exactly but I'm thinking 2022 is our year.
0: 2022 all right yeah looking forward to it
1: me too um, so yeah
0: sounds exciting
1: <laughs>
0: um, and so who are certain people I mean you've mentioned a few yeah that you look up to that have encouraged you during your career and all those things yeah who are certain people as well like that would be great guests to have
1: oh to share this their is story? great Ooh, okay. So Sophia and Sylph is like one of my, oh, she's the best dancer, I think, on the planet. I don't think very many people would argue with me on that one, actually. To be honest, this isn't just a personal choice. She's literally the best dancer on the planet and um, is 40-something and dancing better than any. 20 something like she's just a beast she's one of those mm-hmm. that like went vegan she doesn't drink she doesn't smoke she just is ballerina and it's she's so good <laughs> at it it's ridiculous and she doesn't
0: drink or smoke she, she's just ballerinas
1: she's just yeah she's yeah. just a ballerina exactly yeah. and she's just so dedicated but she's also really funny and i think she'd be really good um a guest on your show and I don't know if my husband would be interested, but he's, he, I mean, is the most interesting man I have ever met and he is the most supportive person in the whole world. Like my sister is as well. She's just this insane athlete. So is my brother, my brother's really cute. He's super supportive and he's like a tennis pro and that it's been, I have been surrounded by supportive people my whole life And I'm so grateful for that. And and it you know came from my parents. My mom and dad are like the most supportive people. Um, They have just recently told me that they really did not ever really think that I was going to become a professional ballerina. They like let me go at 14 (laughs) to like move to San Francisco because they're like, well, we knew that like if we let you go or if we didn't let you go, like you would have held that against us, and so we just assumed we'd let you go. And then you just come back home and then you'd be happy at home. <laughs> I was like, oh my Thanks. God. Yeah, I would never have got that because I always said that they're like the most supportive parents in the world, yeah. which they were. And they never let me in on that little secret. That just came out recently over mm-hmm. the holidays and we had, uh, you know, a glass of wine and so the truth serum. <laughs> I was like, what? You didn't think I was going to make it? Um <laughs> But but yeah, they were always so supportive. They never let me in on that secret. They, mm-hmm. I think they just hoped that I would come home. I was only 14 when I left. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a very yeah, young. Yeah, you were
0: their baby. Yeah.
1: Baby. And I was the oldest. So like, I was their firstborn. So they were mm-hmm. really like, just like, no, not yeah. ready to let you, work you out you. of our nest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye.
0: <laughs> it's funny though, like the how we keep, like, I guess the older we get, well, even, like, with my parents, like, they've kind of told me, like, certain things that happen behind the scenes. I'm like,
1: what? Totally.
0: I don't like, know. I know. You like, did that for me? Like, uh, it's a total I feel like a jerk. Yeah. Totally.
1: So, yeah, we had no idea. I know. Exactly. Yeah, parents. they done a lot of things for us um, that are people. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good.
0: Yeah. So I have thought, I guess, like, to do a little... Something, something. Mm -hmm. Little mixer, lightning round question.
1: Oh, okay. Let's do it. Step straight for question
0: and then answer. Like answer. Bam. Although some of them sometimes end up taking a while, but
1: okay. Well, I will try and give you a quick answer. First thing that comes to mind, then we can laugh about it after. All right. (laughs) All
0: right. What was your first car?
1: Oh, I've never had a car. We just bought a car. It's Mercedes. But literally, like last week.
0: Dang. Okay. Fancy first car. No. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> An instrument you wish you could play.
1: Uh violin. Definitely violin. Violin.
0: What's a superpower you wish you had?
1: Mm, fly. I wish I could fly.
0: If you could have a song play every time you enter a room, what would it be?
1: Oh my god, Rocky. Dun da. Yeah,
0: you just punch people once you wait a second. It's a song, people. Uh what's a secret talent?
1: Ooh. I can always find my husband's keys even if I'm, like, on the other <laughs> side of the country. He's like, I lost my keys. I'm like, did you look here? He always finds them. Thanks uh, to
0: me. <laughs> a little Spidey sense.
1: What? Uh, like oh. a
0: Spidey sense type of thing.
1: Uh, Yes. Wait, a Spidey sense? Yeah, yeah exactly. Spider-Man? Spidey, yeah. <laughs>
0: <sighs> All right, we'll edit that one out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fine.
0: Yeah, remember to go back and edit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: okay. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Dream big. Dream big. What's the worst piece of advice?
1: Uh. Oh. Um. Let me let me try and quote it. If you, this is my ex boss. If you learn how to fight, this is your career, and I will have very little to do with your success. And he was trying to make me become a bitch, so that it was it was not a good thing. Anyway, and I did not learn how to fight because I didn't want to have to fight for things. Okay, that was the worst advice ever. Got it. That's, People yeah. love it because I didn't fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, how can I be praying for you?
1: Oh, this is that's really lovely. Pray for um, my my uh, prosperity as an artist, so that I can give back to my fans, please. Yay, I okay. love that. That was yeah. my favorite question ever. I've done a million interviews and that was so lovely. Thank yeah, you.
0: Yeah, good, of course. Okay, I'm gonna pray for you real quick and then I'll let you go. And Perfect. okay. Dear uh, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to hang out with Empress and get to talk to her and just share just her life with us. Um, I pray that you are with her, continue to provide for her in great ways as an artist. Um, pray that you provide opportunities, the right people. Um, for her to give back, um, just close the doors where you don't want her to go, and open the doors and give her the strength to go through them. Um, and thank you for this time that we get to just chat, and uh, we pray all these things in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Thanks, Eddie. So oh, God bless you. That was yeah, so lovely.
0: Of course, thank you. So, if someone were to want to keep up with your book, your songs, yes. if you ever release your private.
1: That one song Prior. that I keep talking about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Waterworks. <laughs> We've tea
0: stayed a bunch, so hopefully it'll come out. Totally.
1: Uh, yes. Where can they find you? Okay, so you can find everything Empress at my website, which is www.empress-music.com. You can stream all of my music and share from Spotify. It's on all streaming platforms. So Spotify, it's just under Empress, which is my stage name. And then uh let's see last but not least follow me on instagram which is at empress.music and that's about the same i think for facebook as empress.music and instagram uh, and twitter so follow me on all of those channels and you can keep up and i will share all the latest and greatest yeah (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: All right, And first thank, of, you. thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so and much for yeah. having me. And yeah, and I
1: um, just send all my love to all the fans out there. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, much love. And yeah, hopefully we'll have you back soon and you can talk to us about the book once all it the, comes out. The book? and The song. And... I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> all can't right, wait. well, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Sounds great. Thanks so much.
0: Wasn't she great? If you learned something valuable from this, make sure to share it with a friend. And also, if you have any questions or want to learn more about what we're doing, how we can help you, you can go to Facebook, Musicpreneur Movement, and also on Instagram, Musicpreneur Movement as well. Uh, make sure to leave us a comment, leave us a review, um, and then, you know, if you have any questions, if you need help with anything, if you have great recommendations of who else would be beneficial to have on the show let us know all right until next time we'll see you soon